Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final American Citizens podcast of the Premier League season 2018-2019. Um, my name is Gray. I'm joined by Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello, Gray. It has been a truly... We're recording this on Thursday. Which feels like a hangover day after a truly bizarre week of football. Um, and one that, for better or worse, we will not forget for a while. <laughs> so, but, but we are going to take this back to, um, to Monday, because the Champions League is unfortunately not our purview right now, um, to discuss one of the most memorable games of the season in its own way. One of the strangest games of the season in its own way. And, um, basically, I, I'm just going to say what I said to you uh, before we started here. If you'd given me 20 different ways for City to uh, to win that game, like before the game you sit me down and say, well, City's going to win, but um, pick which of these ways you think it's going to happen. I would have probably ranked the way it actually happened down at the bottom of the list. Um... A Vincent Company wonder goal ensures that City stay in the driver's seat in the title race and essentially takes us down to a one-game playoff um, for, for the Premier League. Um, I was expecting Leicester to be tough, but I was also expecting Leicester to be tough in the sense that they were going to pose a big threat on the counter and I was not expecting Leicester to be quite that well organized defensively, <laughs> because nothing was nothing was really getting through. They had two really good chances: the one Schmeichel cleared um, on the corner, and Aguero got in, but Schmeichel tipped it wide. Other than that, they were really, really steady defensively. That's an impressive team over there. More impressive, frankly, than I thought they would be, although less impressive on the counter because it seemed like they were scared of getting caught on the counter themselves because they would just pass it back every time they won the ball. I thought that was a really weird part of their game plan. But I don't know. How did you manage to watch that without dying? Because I almost did a couple times because <laughs> the goal was so long in coming. Um... Dude, I—I'll be honest. I wasn't sure it was coming. It just didn't feel like it was gonna. Didn't feel like it was ever gonna come. Like even there were just those chances where even you're like, that was it right there, wasn't it? That was that was the chance. And and. Once, it just had that feeling. Once you hit 65, 70 minutes or so without, and I know that he scored on about 69, 50 or something like that. But once you once you get to around 70 minutes and you haven't scored, you really start to think, um, this this isn't happening, is it? And I tweeted something to that effect like two minutes before the goal. I was just like, this 
this is not happening today, is it? Because you can, when things start going against you, because the, when, when Aguero uh, didn't score in the corner, I thought it had gone in, and I was waiting for him to check his watch and point, and so I thought that was that was going to be the goal. And when it and when it didn't, and the goal line check showed it didn't, I thought, oh god, this is turning into the inverse of the Burnley game, where those things are suddenly not going your way, and they weren't going their way. Nothing was really going their way. And I would say, and I don't know if you agree with me, but for the first time in this entire title race. The sense of the occasion looked like it hit them, and they looked a bit overwhelmed, and they looked a bit nervous because I think the crowd was nervous, and that yeah, and that passed its way down. Yeah, and you saw a number of writers comment on that on Twitter that like you could almost feel that the nerves of the crowd were were generating energy waves down to the players, and they were feeding off those nerves. It was making them nervy, and say so just. Yo, it just had that tense vibe. It had a tense vibe. It was it was a combination of what you said. Not a lot of the people expected this much resistance. And nobody really expected it to last this long without someone having broken through. Like, Leicester and City typically don't play in 0-0 games. I mean, say what you will, something happens in, when, when City and Leicester get together. And and it didn't really honestly make sense why Leicester wanted to play that way. I, I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was a very kind of... It was kind of... I don't want to say it was shutting up shop, but they they just didn't... Everybody, everybody, everybody went on about the the fact that I mean, there's virtually Leicester. no chance that yeah. they're going to finish in in the top seven right. to, to, to qualify. Le- Leicester, like, Leicester are going to counterattack. They're going to counter quickly. Vardy's a threat with his speed and getting in behind. They didn't really get the ball to Vardy. Every time they won the ball back. Vardy had zero touches. Yeah, every time they won the ball back, it was just, oh, slow it down. Slow it down and try to gain some control. And they had a couple periods of the game where they were in control. They almost scored first in the first ten minutes. Um, but, <laughs> excuse me, it just, it, I was baffled by their counterattacking strategy. Because, look, maybe as time went on and City were not penetrating them, they thought, well, you know, we can sit here and the chance is going to come. Um, but I just thought that they would be more aggressive on the counter and more relentless and just sort of go for it. Um, you know, their midfield was really good. Uh, Choudhury, I think, Choudhury, however you pronounce his name, he was great. Um, I thought Ndidi was really good. Um, they were in control, but every time they won the ball back, it just slowed down. And the one time it didn't was the chance that Nacho botched at the end when they just went for it because they were already behind at that point. So, I mean, if I'm Liverpool, obviously... You only needed a point. You didn't only need Leicester to get a point in that game to give you what you really needed. Um, and in that sense, they were actually quite close to, to doing to do the business for you. But at the same time, I would be kind of frustrated in the way they played that game because it felt like they spurned some opportunities to be a bit more aggressive on the counter. Yeah. But I don't know. But we didn't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about that. Not my not my job to game plan for it's from Lester's point of view. Um, 
I, yeah, and, and to the point about the nerves, that that was part of the reason why I started to feel like it wasn't going to happen. Because in addition to like the, the nervous energy kind of moving down to the players, the players were getting frustrated, and people were saying they were having a go at each other in the uh, in in the, in when their passes weren't working. They were starting to get a bit a bit testy with each other, um, and it's easy to see why. Like. Somebody said in the post game, company shot. If that doesn't go in, it it reeks of desperation, um, because nothing else is working. So taking pot shots, like Kyle Walker took one in the first half, it's just completely wasteful. Went went fifty miles over the bar, and you're just thinking, wait, what, what a waste. You know, you could build something from that position, but instead you just waste it all. And and, and even the subs weren't working. Like he brought Sane on, and this is the point that I I made previously that I had made before he came on and they changed the United game, but the the amount of times that Sané has changed a game as a substitute is a lot lower than the amount of times that certain people think he has changed the game as a substitute. He was really poor. He wasn't getting... He was trying to make runs at, at defenders one-on-one. It wasn't really coming off. His passing wasn't sharp. Um, he... And... and <laughs> Frankly, Pep will probably play that tape as evidence that, yeah, this is why you don't start more, um, fair or not. And the subs weren't really working. Like, I, I, don't, I think Jesus was on the pitch by that point. I don't remember exactly. Um, but it's, it's all, it was all just very, you know, even Pep seemed like he was, he was frankly running out of ideas. You could see him going a bit manic on the touchline. Um, and, and I don't know if that helped or hurt or did nothing, but, you know, I, I made a slightly sarcastic point that City's players were starting to look a bit nervy, and I made the slightly sarcastic point that it probably doesn't help that their manager looks like he's having a nervous breakdown on the touchline at the same time. Yeah, Pep um, always has those like emotions and, and, and reactions about him. You know what he reminds me of? It took me a while to figure out who Pep reminds me of. He reminds me of your high school drama teacher, right? Any of you who ever took drama in high school know that your drama teacher is the most animated dude on the playground or animated dude in the classroom. This guy has reactions when you guys are up there acting, and it's almost as if he's up there acting vicariously through you. And you see a lot of the same uh, uh, intimations from from Pep on the sideline. You know, he's like, yes, you know, urging urging the crowd forward, you know, or urging the band to play on. He gets real nervous for people when the big moment's about to come. Yeah, it's just Pep reminds me of your high school drama teacher, and I'll say this is a bad thing. He is just a. a there could be a pep cam, and I would be fine with it. Um, he just has these reactions, man. And and you could just see on his face when Vinny was about to shoot that ball. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. Just go, no, no. Well, God, what? What? I really <laughs> love how Pep, who's a chronic liar in his press conferences, if we're being honest, they could, you know, this is, this is the guy who, after Claudio Bravo nearly botched his first Manchester derby, said it was one of the best goalkeeping performances that he'd ever seen. Right. He, no one believed that for a second, and Pep didn't believe that for a second. One of the best goalkeeping performances he'd ever yeah. seen, so he 
he got rid of him the next yeah, year. An er- an error, a near red card that that cost City a game they were in, that nearly cost City a game they were in complete control of. Yeah, Pep basically Pep is a chronic liar in his press conference. The guy will the guy will lie about anything for the benefit of his team. He will he just he doesn't criticize his team in press conferences. Even he was like, yeah, I thought don't shoot. <laughs> no, don't shoot. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. That's a bad no. idea. And I, no. you know, I didn't even register for me. It was it happened so fast that I just sort of saw it flying to the top corner before I, I could even get angry. Because um, yeah. at first it looks like he's just you know <laughs> kind of maybe like dribbling the ball up, maybe trying to create some space, get somebody to kick off. I thought he was going to pass it. Yeah, chip mm-hmm. one over for for maybe a, a one touch, and 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 then. You know, he t- he takes that fake shot, and then the foot comes back for real, and then and then Twitter broke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never, I I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but if City do beat Brighton this weekend, that goes down as as right up there in importance, perhaps in a couple inches below the Aguero goal against QPR. But I heard somebody – I heard one person try and ask Vinny if it goes above, and I'm like, mm, no. No. Nothing's nothing's going to top that. But every, every, everything from here on out is competing for second place, but that one very much is competing for second place if City do finish this off. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know what his future is. I don't think anyone does. The impression I get is that he'd like to stay, but he also wants to play. And I don't know that he's going to get the playing time he wants by staying here because he does have a lot of physical issues that make him present very, him. Yeah, that make him very difficult to rely upon as a regular option, which is why City are almost certainly going to buy another center back this summer. Um, and and I don't, you know, I, uh, he's not retiring. He said as much, and I wouldn't expect him to. But this, it may be a reality that ultimately everyone decides, look, we would like to keep you. We would prefer to keep you. But if playing time is your thing that you're going to prioritize before everything else, then you're probably not going to get what you want here. And it's up to you to decide what you value most of all. We are happy to keep you, but at the same time, we're not going to stand in your way if you would prefer... Um, if you would prefer to seek out more playing time yeah, elsewhere. Prefer, yeah. Because yeah. not like Vinny's going to go and sign for Manchester United. Like, it's not right. like he's going to do that. He's a Mancunian. Like, he's going to respect certain things. Like, he ain't going to go and sign up for Liverpool to try and win a quick ring. He's not going to pull a Malone or a Peyton, you know. Like, it'll just be, I don't know. I, 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 I think he goes abroad. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Vinny would go and play at like Besiktas or something. Mm. Italy would be good for him if he could get a good gig there. I think. Oh uh, yeah, Italy would be a good gig for him. I mean, I'd have no problem. But but where is he gonna go? What's he gonna go? No, is he gonna no, go that's the play thing. Inter? That's where? that's why I say if he can get a good gig there, because I'm I tr- don't. I'm trying to figure out what would even be a decent team for him. Like the, the state of the Italian league is basically, if you're not playing for Juventus, good luck winning anything. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> maybe, maybe he can hook up with Conti at Inter. 
Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Kind of getting ahead of ourselves because I just I can't think of transfers at a time like this. If <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm there's just been like funny a whole because... a whole week of transfer rumors. I'm just like I can't do this. I can't yet. think of transfers at a time like this. When yeah. do transfers start? In three weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh. We've, got, <laughs> we've got business to take care of, man. This is taking years <laughs> off my life. I cannot think about that yet. <laughs> I just. That will all get sorted in time, and I, I, I honestly hope that he does stay, because I think it's best for the club that he does stay. I don't know if it's best for him, and he has every right to make the decision that's best for him. But I, I, I'm not, I can't see any reason why it would be worse for him. Like, look, there. Are, how many articles have have you read that are basically think, a tantamount to? Uh, company is Mancunia, you know, like his wife is from Manchester. Yeah. Like this dude lives and breathes uh Mancunian lifestyle. Like this is who Vincent company. I truthfully, I know he wants more playing time, but you know, Pep Guardiola managed and, – and this is how we could talk about this before moving on from company. Pep Guardiola managed Vincent Company so much better this season. And as a direct result, Vincent Company was available for some of the biggest games City played, and Vincent Company had contributions in those big games. All because Pep Guardiola spaced out his performances. If Vince can look at that and say, dude, we've been using you sparingly for the last two years and uh, look how many titles we've won. Right. What do you say we give it round three? Right. And and it speaks volumes of both how he's been managed, which is, as you said, more or less perfect. He's been fit for the run-in, which is never really seems to happen. But not only has he been fit, but you can also see what how highly Pep thinks of him. Frankly, when I saw him on the team sheet, I thought, oh, God, you know, uh, Vardy's going to be a huge problem for him, especially when you know what you're up against in this game. Obviously, that didn't really come to pass, and he made the block of the game on the defense. Vardy's line. stats were pathetic. He yeah. was non-existent. There was non-existent. It was like zero successful dribbles, zero take-ons. He just – he had a – Vardy had a zero in everything. He was in Vincent Company's pocket for 93 minutes. And I would just like to point out Rebecca Vardy, who was rooting for uh, Leicester to beat City because she wanted Liverpool to win the title. She goes and boasts on uh, – on Twitter, not, uh, she was having fun. I'm having fun with her here. She went on Twitter and was like, I want Liverpool to win the league. Vardy's next stats were like zero, zero, zero of zero, zero of zero. Like, well, that's what you get for picking Liverpool, Rebecca Vardy. Yeah, basically. I just. Um, yeah, I mean, the, be- the best chance of the game didn't fell to, to Ianacho, which I will touch on in a moment. <laughs> I think you missed it on purpose. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you, because the conspiracy theories are wild with this one. 
No, I don't think he missed it on purpose. I I, 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 you and I stand I, – I, I believe I speak for Gray when I say this because we both cover sports and we're both intellectual about it. I 100 percent assume at every time that an athlete is, unless otherwise noted – doing their best nobody tries not to score nobody tries to help their old team that's not how you get paid you don't get paid by helping the guy that used to sign your check <laughs> that's that's not how you get paid so i mean I'm no I, nacho has an appreciation for how manchester city helped kickstart his his career but it's Nacho like, would rather have like scored he, that goal and lifted his own profile at yeah. that time. It's because, not like he was a ten-year player with like two hundred appearances at the club. This is not right, like, and like one hundred and fifty goals. I mean, listen, Ianacho at that moment scoring that goal could have raised his own profile. Trust me, he is more concerned with raising his profile than raising cities. It now, wasn't it was him the, missing on purpose, but it sure sucked that it had to be him. Like, it, was, it was the look of a player who is very much out of form. He's not had a good season for, for Leicester. He has really not done much of anything since he went to Leicester. Um, he needs. He, he, he might have not been ready for the big time. <laughs> he might not have been it. Um, yeah, it was the look of a player who is both out of form and also seemed genuinely shocked that such a chance would fall to him in such a position at such a time. Like he looked like he just urgently like rushed the shot and just took it mile wide, because um, Ederson was moving out toward him. I think that helped put him off a bit. Ederson was trying. Yeah, to Ederson took side. away a lot of the angles. Ederson and, and, was, and, and Ederson him, was yeah. big. Too. Ederson is big, and Ederson was rushing. No, I meant he went big. Like oh, yeah. he he came big at him, and he Ianacho really didn't have a whole lot of. Uh, real estate to aim for with Ederson bearing down on him in addition to making himself large. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, I mean, it was good on Ederson, but yeah, Ian Ochoa, you, I'm not sure how much of it was instinctive and how much of it was based on scouting, but he seemed to know that Ian Ochoa was working from a stronger left foot. The shot would probably go to the left-hand side of the goal and just, to, you know, get it through me. And he, I think he did do, I think he did put him off. By doing what he did, um, so yeah, I mean, full credit there. He, that was that was the most terrifying moment. They say in games like that, there's going to be one more chance in this game. And honestly, as soon as that happened, I felt better. <laughs> that may be odd, but as soon as Ianacho missed that chance, I was like, they're not getting a better one than that, and they they yeah. blew it. They blew that was the one, and they blew it. There's there's always that one moment late where it's just like that was it. Yeah, it was either going to happen there or it wasn't, and that was it. It was like the offside goal against fucking Tottenham. That was it. Yeah, that was uh, a chance. Yeah, Gundogan had one late, in the, you know. And I mean, I said the same thing. Yeah, you the said Tottenham the same game. thing after that. You're like, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah, that, that, was that, that was it. That was a chance. That was it. <laughs> then you, you you just always have that because they're so hard to create like that, especially when teams are actively trying to block you out like that. It's very, very, very hard to get. To, to fashion a quality chance late in a game like that. They, a lot of the time they happen from flukes instead of any really intricate build-up anything. Um, something funny happens, like the Tottenham winner yesterday mostly. It happened in part because one of the Ajax defenders just slipped at a pivotal moment. Um, and um, 
a lot of the time, late winners like that, they they're just kind of fortuitous. They don't come up. Yep. They, they they don't come about from some really well worked routine or some intricate forty pass build up play. Speaking of late winners that just come about like that, that weren't the result of any build up or any anything. Can you think of one? I can think of a few. Well, I, I was just thinking of one that happened recently. So we really haven't gotten to the part of that game where we scored. No. Well, which one are you alluding to? The the late winner that just happened this weekend. Oh. The captain. New, Newcastle? Oh, this week. Oh, I see. Yeah, company. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> in that. There's nothing in that. There's nothing in that at all. There's no plan. There's no, I'm just going to. I'm just going to hit it. <laughs> that's that's that is the plan. Yeah. I am going to hit it. That's how goals like this are, you know, once you play for an hour and nothing else works. It's all just kind of a free for all. Even the Aguero <laughs> goal against QPR, I mean there was some build up, but it's Balotelli on an assist. That was not in the game plan. That was not how it was drawn up. It just happened that way. Um yeah, it, it, that, and that's exactly how the Ianacho chance was, too. It was just counter, pass, pass, do something, and he missed. He didn't do it. Um, I don't... It was a remarkable game, one I will not forget, especially if they finish the job. And um, it just about killed me. <laughs> this whole title race has just been such a nightmare for... Yeah, for for stress levels, like the Burnley game was not any better than this. Um, no, the last few games, it's just they keep winning one nil, which God bless them for it, but it's not great for your health. <laughs> no, no, no. You want that one to happen, like yeah, you would just love to get a second. Yeah, yeah. You, you want them to score early and then just sort of seize control, get a second before halftime, and then you could, as long as it's a two goal game, you can not totally relax, but you're like okay. This is okay, but they have this never. Is, this gotten... is where you guys just start like kicking yeah. the ball this back. Is where you and start forth doing the olays. Yeah, exactly. Get that two goal lead lately. Just got to get that two goal lead, because I'll tell you what, gentlemen. Oh crap! Yeah, gentlemen, you have nothing to worry about <laughs> because I do not believe that. No, no, Brian. No matter what, yeah, I I, I I had I had to check, but yeah, Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield are guaranteed mm-hmm. to go down. Mm-hmm. They're done. Um, so so Brighton literally that, yeah. has nothing to play yeah. for. That actually seemed to because they took a point at Arsenal last week of all teams because Arsenal are a mess right now, um, and they did take a point against Arsenal. Arsenal were the better team, but. Brighton just defended like crazy and took a point. Seemed that the pressure being off helped them. But Manchester City are on a different level than Arsenal. Um, I think the longer it goes without scoring, the more, you know, that will inevitably get more and more tense because I just, I... There's a couple ways to look at this weekend, how this weekend is going to go. Liverpool have the more friendly venue in that they're playing at home, but they're also playing a tougher opponent in Wolves. And they're also playing coming off a game in which they had to fight for their lives mm-hmm. to the last 
to 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 get the win over Barcelona just to reach the Champion League final, mm-hmm. and they were running that game. They were pressing. So who knows yeah. how much Liverpool have for this game? On the other hand, Newcastle gave them literally everything they could handle on Saturday, and they won four 0 on Tuesday against Barcelona. So at this point, I'm just convinced they're not going to drop any more points. It just doesn't. I think they drop some to Wolves. I do. I don't. I do. That would make our lives easier, but... Yeah, I think um, they drop points to Wolves, and then we can just... There's, there's, you know, that's the two ways you can look at this, is that one, the way this week has gone, something truly stupid is going to happen on Sunday, or two, this whole thing is just going to be a giant anticlimax. Where City win, Yeah, or where it just sort of... City. Well, sucks to be you, Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. Maybe the Liverpool drop points, or City just score early and coast against Brighton in like a three 0 or a four 0 and there's just no drama involved whatsoever, which is the way I would prefer. But <laughs> that's kind of my two schools of thought on this. I'm like, this is either going to be far more exciting than it needs to be, or it's going to just be the most dreadfully boring thing. Well, here's the thing, dude. Brighton are an okay defensive team when it all comes down to it. They're not awful. They're not in mm-hmm. Huddersfield, Fulham, or Cardiff. They've right? given up a lot fewer 56. goals than most of the bottom ten. Like, everybody around them is in the 60s, um, except for Newcastle, who have only conceded 48 in 37 games. Um, yeah, but Brighton are sitting at 56. Mm-hmm. So... Their, their home form, they've, cons- they've, they've, they've only won six of their 18 home games. They've drawn five. They've lost seven um, goals for only 18 in 18 games and 24 against in 18 games. Um, but, you know, but City have, have been really, really good away from home. Um, so it's, it's... And, and, and Brighton are not playing teams of this caliber at home every week. So, you know, there's only so much you can take from a stat like that. Brighton are a capable defensive outlet, but it's just... I can't see them hurting City on the attack much at all. And if City and score really once... They don't score more than and, once or twice against and, them. And like. if City score a goal... And it's, it's hard to imagine City being held without a goal in any game at this point... But if City score a goal, it's just hard to see Brighton answering. Yeah. This is the thing. I mean, the thing about Brighton, though, is they only tend to lose, like, 1-0 or 2-0. They're not a team that tends yeah. to get smoked out. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. But they also, you know, they have not allowed two goals since in a month almost, since they lost at home 2-0 to Cardiff. Yeah, and um, then before that, Brighton Bourne, lost to Bournemouth 5-0 at home. But they had a red card there. They did have a red card, yeah. Um, Wolves, I remember Wol- that Wolves game, the 0-0 at Wolves, that was Wolves basically battering them constantly but unable to break them down. Tottenham beat them late at home. Um, and then Brighton got a point at home, 1-1 against Newcastle, and they went away 1-1 Arsenal. None of these teams are on City's level. I mean, you could look at the Tottenham game, but Tottenham have been in really, 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 really poor form the last few weeks. Um, Still Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, they lost the first leg to Ajax. Um, 
And I mean, we saw we saw Brighton fairly recently. We saw them a month ago in the FA Cup semi-final, which City scored five minutes in and didn't really do anything else. That was very much a game where they Brighton were more focused on keeping City out than they were on really anything else, and that didn't work. And then, lo and behold, they they didn't win the game. Um, and and it was, I just. I can't see Brighton hurting them. I can't see Brighton hurting Man City. And I can't I also, I also can't see Man City not scoring. I and hope they that, score. That the combination of that makes it really hard to just see Brighton <laughs> getting anything. Um so yeah, I that, that's my prediction. We did get one question. We got a question from El Cunaguero. Um, asking, do you play three at the back and try to ambush Brighton? I don't think this is a case where you change anything. I think you go yeah. with what works. I don't think Brighton, you know, I think City... There's no need to reinvent the wheel here. City could telegraph their starting 11 right now, and it would still, I think, be 90-minute attack versus defense drill. Brighton just aren't that sort of team, and and City aren't going to need a third defender in this one, honestly. No. Um, so, I... I don't. I don't know. This is. It's going to be tense. It's never not going to be tense. Even if you go in confident, the second it kicks off, I'm immediately going to be like heart in throat, going to die. Um, you know what I think will help City is that they're playing away. I thought that too, honestly. I think it'll the help them I because the, I think the the yeah. crowd at City would get too nervous for the players and yeah, playing uh, away. They I scored just, early. Yes. I, and playing away, because especially the crowd will know it when Liverpool score. Right. It'll be exactly like that situation, mm-hmm. you know, that we all know. Every City fan knows the situation I'm talking about. Right. One team will be watching, another team will be watching, like, and then it's just all anybody can do is if City win, they're champions. Right. This is out of Liverpool's hands. Yep. Um. And I thought that too, honestly, because it was it's very much a case where the traveling supporters will get behind them, you know. It'll be a good atmosphere because the Brighton fans are gonna be in a celebratory mood, they're safe. And um and they get to celebrate that. Um But but there will not be any nerves from the home fans. It's just gonna be a giant party. And and I, I agree that I think that, frankly, City are going to be – because at Brighton they – or not at Brighton. At Burnley they had a really poor first half, but they switched out at halftime. And even in that game, they never felt – they never seemed nervous. They always seemed to be in control even when it wasn't going their way. Same is true of United away. There was not really any panic in that game. And – there's not really going to be anything, at least from the crowd, that would be able to spark panic or like it, like not panic, but nerves, like it did at home against Leicester. Because the more that went on, the more nervous the crowd got, the more nervous the players got. That's not going to happen this time. Nope. Uh, because that the, the atmosphere is just not going to exist. And I think that'll be beneficial to the city yeah. players. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also this is frankly, 
probably the most mentally tough team I've ever rooted for in any sport. Aside from, you know, I know we've spent a good amount of the time talking about how the crowd kind of got nervy in the Leicester game, but on the whole... You're not going to have a 100% track record. And on the whole, for the bulk of this season, they just have not let these outside factors affect them. Like, every time you think they're about to slide, they had that slide in December, and then they corrected it rather quickly, and they beat Liverpool a week later. Um... And when they lost to Newcastle, which looked like a huge setback, um, and, and, and it looked like, you know, oh, is, this, is this going to spark a huge, 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 you know, dro- another drop in form that's going to take them out of the title race? And they have simply come in and they have not lost since. You look at the Champions League when Tottenham knocked them out in just brutally heartbreaking fashion. They immediately turned around, beat Tottenham, and then beat United, and then beat Burnley to stay in control of the title race. These things just have not affected them. They do not carry over much. They're incredibly mentally resilient. And that alone is why I think that they will find a way to get over the line here. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree with you 110%. All right. I don't have a ton more to add here, other than I'm as confident as you can be while simultaneously being incredibly nervous. Because there's just no way I'm not going to be nervous. I was nervous against Leicester, I was nervous against Burnley, I was just... But I have faith in this team. Frankly, they have earned it at this point. (laughs) I I think if any team has earned the faith of their fans, it's this one. Yeah. Because they're looking at 198 points in two seasons, which is unheard of. Yep. Um, and, and they're the only Premier League team to have beaten every team two years in, the, in the Premier League two years and running. Yeah. Because they have beaten have at least at <sighs> least in one game. They have won at least one game against every team they have played this season in the Premier League. So, yeah, I... I don't have much more to add other than go city, go city, get it done, finish it off. We will, we will be back to pick up the pieces of whatever happens before the FA cup final, um, which we still have to deal with. And then that will be it for actual football this season. Yep. We will be back after the transfer window, or as Gray and I did last year, mm. post any major uh, signing. We'll we just sort of pop in when there's something to talk about. We don't we don't have a set schedule in the summer. We don't really have a set schedule in the season either. But we try to get to every game. But in the summer, we just sort of pop in whenever we think that there is something that we could get some discussion out of. Um, <sighs> And it does look, and I'm not going to uh, really get into it because, as I said, I just cannot focus on it right now. But um, I am just going to... It looks like they're going to have a very busy summer window. They've been linked to a lot of names. It does not look like a typical post-championship window. (laughs) And I do not say that as a compliment. I mean, I say it as a compliment in this case, but I do not say a championship window as a compliment. Um, so, 
We will pop in when we need to, basically, but we will obviously recap whatever happens this weekend, and we will also preview the FA Cup final, which City will be playing in no matter what. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can subscribe to us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at American Citizens. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search the podcast name American Citizens. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio. And thanks for listening. Enjoy the game this weekend, everybody. Um, it's believe, Despite the fact that City have done it three times in the last decade, you do not get a lot of title races that come down the last day, so enjoy it as much as you can. Um, and hopefully it's a nice, straightforward afternoon. Um, and, and go City. Please, go City. Um, so thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Have a good one, everybody. Later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.